Well, kia ora, hello and welcome to the Coast Vineyard Podcast. Whether you're a regular or a first-time listener, it's so good to have you listening in. We hope and pray that wherever you may find yourself at today, that the message that you're about to hear would be helpful for your journey of faith. So without further ado, let's get into this week's message. Well, thanks, Jacinda. And so good to be celebrating communion together, isn't it? Especially in the middle of this Better Together Together series. Uh, very apt for drawing us and uniting us with the central idea of what Christ has done uh, for us. Well, we are in the middle of this series, Better Together, as I say. Matt last week kicked us off talking about how we are made for each other and the vulnerability that's involved in actually choosing to love one another. Great message. Encourage you to uh, take a look and to listen or watch it. Uh, But today we are going to uh, get a little bit more practical about how we might be able to do this well in this very unique season that we find ourselves in. But before we go there, uh, let me just quickly pray and then we'll jump in. God, we just pause and invite you in. Come Holy Spirit, speak to us, we pray, as we open up your word and, and focus in around this idea of being better together, Lord God. Guide us, direct us, lead us in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, as I kind of reflect back on the the influence that community has had on my life, I can just see time and time again where that impact has been, either in a very general sense in the day-to-day, week-to-week, or in some specific moments. I remember one particular moment, I think I was 19 or 20. I can remember the environment well, though. I was sitting in a room with about 10 others in a little prayer meeting, and uh, I was the youngest in the room by a long way. And I just kind of remember this the sense of something kind of welling up on the inside of me, uh, uh, something to pray. So I eventually plucked up courage, prayed it amongst the group. That was fine. And then afterwards, this guy by the name of Paul Davies uh, just pulled me aside quietly. And I really respected Paul. He, uh, he was a great encourager of us young guys, probably in his 60s at that point. And he just said to me, you know what, I, f- I felt like God... Uh, encouraged me with the exact same thing to pray. But I also felt like God said to wait and not to pray it because somebody else in the room was going to. And for me, just as a young guy, it was just kind of like a bit of a penny drop moment. It's like, oh, wow, that's, that's what it's like to hear the voice of God. Just an impacting moment within community, within my life. For you, you can probably think of different scenarios or situations where the people around you have impacted your life. You know, we are shaped in a large part by the people that we do life with. And and one of the things that we are deeply missing at the moment is this physical closeness that we can have to one another. Although we do have a little bit more opportunity now in an outdoor setting with about 25 for the time being. But we, we miss this, this social closeness with one another. We, we miss the, the getting together with everybody in the room, you know, looking across the room and recognizing familiar faces. We miss what a handshake or a hug communicates. We 
We miss being able to pray for one another, the, the impartation of something of the Spirit in that moment, but also just the solidarity that it communicates of, of standing with and praying for uh, those that we're doing life alongside. We miss standing with one another and singing, worshipping God. Because we are made for connection. We are better together. We are not designed to do life isolated and alone for long periods of time. Now, there's, there's plenty of places that we could look to in Scripture, right, to, to, to pull in this idea of the fact that we are better together. Matt talked about some of them last week. But today, what I want to do is I want to sort of zero in and focus in on one particular prayer that Jesus prayed in John 17. Now, through the New Testament, where, where the story of Jesus is told, we, we see a lot of times in the Gospels where Jesus would go off for a, to a quiet place and pray or up a mountain to pray. But there's relatively few times where we get to know what Jesus prayed. But here in this particular passage in John 17, we have this uncovered to us, what Jesus prayed. And therefore, it's important for us to take stock of, to take note of, to be influenced by. So at the start of John 17, he prays for himself to begin with about the mission that he has here on earth. And then he switches focus and begins to pray for the disciples in verse 9. And by the way, I'd really encourage you to read right through this, this chapter. I'm going to kind of hone in on a few particular moments in it, but it's a great chapter of Scripture to read for yourself. So verse 9, I pray for them. I'm not praying for the world, but for those you have given me, for they are yours. All I have is yours, and all you have is mine. And glory has come to me through them. I will remain in the world no longer, but they are still in the world, and I am coming to you. In other words, I'm going, but they will be staying. Holy Father, protect them by the power of your name, the name that you gave me. And here's where we start to get our theme come in, so that they may be one as we are one. Protect them so that they will be one with each other and with God. Then down in verse 15, my prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of it. Sanctify them by the truth. Or in some versions it translates that into make them holy by your truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. It's a, an interesting sort of little flow of things there, isn't it? You know, Lord, protect them so that they can be one as we are one. For I'm not asking that you take them out of the world, but that they would remain in it to be impact and, and to bring influence. And I find that strangely reassuring because remember, Jesus is praying for his disciples here, this, this relatively small group of people uh, who are with him on earth at that time. And even for that small group of people, he's recognizing the challenge that it will be for them to remain as one. Then he widens out the group and he's praying for those who would believe the message that they carry, you and me. 
Verse 20, my prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message. Here's our theme again, that all of them may be one father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I've given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. It's good, eh? And I must admit that as I, as I read through those verses again recently, I was, I was struck again by just that last uh, verse that we just read of what he prayed. The, the world would know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. So let's just let that sink in for a little bit. The love that God the Father has for his son, Jesus, Jesus is praying that that same love he has for us, for you and me, even as you have loved me. It's an amazing thought, isn't it? That we would be loved with the same love that God the Father has for Jesus. Many of you will know that uh, about eight weeks ago, uh, my wife gave birth to our son, Josiah. And it's amazing this sort of intrinsic, inbuilt love that you have as a parent for your child. You know, they don't kind of do uh, particularly a lot uh, at this phase of their lives, but there is something that you are that you're drawn into that I am drawn into. And that's just that's just on a human level, you know, let alone the God of the universe, the creator of everything, that he would love me the same way that he loves Jesus, his son. In my weaknesses, in my imperfections, my failings, my challenges, he loves me with an unconditional love. And when it comes to this idea of being one, of being in unity with each other, it's so that we may experience this love. Another kind of incredible thought that's kind of all uh, tied into this is that experiencing the love of God in our lives is intimately connected to the way that we love one another. That they may be one, Lord, just as you are in me and I am in you. That there is something in the way that we express our love to one another that draws us into the love that God has for each of us. Now I know what you might be thinking, right? So well and good, Stanley, but how do we do that? <laughs> you might also be wondering if you can hear it, I'm not sure if you can, what that noise in the background is. I can hear that there's a skill saw over the road that's being used, so that's what the noise is. <laughs> But how do we do this well in this season? How do, we, how do we become one, so to speak? How do we be better together in this very unique season that we find ourselves in? So I just want to give you three of my top tips 
for becoming one, all right? Stanley's top tips for becoming one. Actually, hopefully they're not my ideas, but ideas that have come out of just what we've, uh, what we've just read. So firstly, recognize it's a season. This won't last forever. Could be quite long, but it won't last forever. Like the summer that we're about to go into, the winter that we've just had, the season won't last forever. In our lives, we have seasons of all sorts of different uh, types that don't last forever. It may feel long and drawn out, but remember, it won't last forever. And one of the things that I've heard said recently, and I think it's really wise, is to, is to not make short-term decisions based on the current season that will negatively affect the long term or the long game. You know, importantly in this area of becoming one, of doing life better together, let's not burn bridges with each other because of an opinion about something that in kind of five years time we won't really even care about, you know. And in fact, if we have burnt that bridge, we'll deeply regret having burnt it. Secondly, be intentional and proactive. You know, especially important within this season is to be intentional and proactive in the opportunities that you do have, that I do have, to lean into community and relationship. I'm not sure uh, if you've been the same, but I have definitely felt from times, time to time the sort of the blurring of the days, although that might be linked to a certain uh, newborn sleeping patterns as well, I must confess. But can I just encourage you to keep leaning into the opportunities, be intentional within this season. You know, take part in a, in a group that's online, um, or maybe they're meeting in a park or doing picnics in a backyard at the moment. Maybe it's, it's joining us for the beach walk. There are lots of opportunities, even within church life, where you can lean in uh, to take hold of uh, walking in community with each other, with the people around you. We all know the challenge that kind of Zoom meeting life uh, can be, right? But remember, it's just a season and there is tremendous value in making a way to continue to connect with others, to become one. You know, for you, what proactive step could you take this week? to walk towards, to lean in to doing community well with others. What could you do? Then thirdly, not only, remember it's just a season, be intentional and proactive, but also allow plenty of grace for others. You know, remember that we're all just navigating through this season uh, together, this very strange, unique season. And I know that it sounds um, simplistic, but one thing that's important to remember in this is that during this online season, the person who's on the other end of being online, the Zoom call, the, the social media feed, etc., they are just a person. They are a person with feelings, with anxieties, with hopes and dreams. Just because it's online doesn't mean that you're not interacting with a real person. 
came across this good quote from a guy by the name of Mark Grove, so I don't believe as a Christian, but I, I thought was just very true. It says, divisiveness is lazy. Why? Because it requires nothing from us. No empathy, no compassion, no curiosity. It relieves us from having to understand someone else and why they might see the world the way that they do. With all this divisiveness, we can choose just the easy route, of adding to it or going along with it, or instead, we can extend grace and empathy, show curiosity to help to understand the other and to stay united. If we do this well, if we walk through this season becoming one, even with the unique circumstances that we find ourselves in, we will come out the other side as individuals and as a community, you know, healthy and in a good place. That all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. We're going to uh, wrap up today the same way that we have over the last few weeks, and that's just to put up on screen some thoughts and questions to reflect on and just to invite God to speak to uh, and into each of our lives. So I'm just going to pray in a moment, then we'll leave you to it. Uh, hopefully we get to see you out on the beach as I'm filming this. It's a really nice sunny day. Hopefully Sunday's good as well. We can see you this afternoon. But maybe we'll see you online. Maybe we see you in a, another context. However it is, we hope that it will find you in a place of helping to become one a little bit more within this season. Let's pray. Father, we just do acknowledge that we are better together. We, we, we trust you, Lord God, to lead us and guide us, to help us, to go on that journey of healthy, flourishing community together, Lord. Speak to each of us, I pray, about how we can walk that journey and lean in to that well, Lord God. So come now as we sit, reflect, and ask you to speak in Jesus' name. Amen. Be blessed. Well, thanks again for tuning in to today's message. We hope and pray that it's been most helpful. If you're keen to find out more about us as a church whānau, you're welcome to go to coast.org.nz or of course, we'd love to meet you in person. We meet at 10am at Aurewa College on the beautiful Hibiscus Coast and you're more than welcome. Be blessed and have a great day.